You're now locked into Zone 32. Grant Durflinger, Jake Miller, the infamous Drew. Only on NeutralZoneInfraction.com. End Zone Infraction. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Welcome to another installment of the Zone 32 podcast. My name is Jake. His name is Grant. That man's name is Drew. And we have another person with us, the founder of the Purple Pants, the man, the myth, the legend. His name is Will. Say what's up to the people. What's up? What up, what up? We should just clarify that Thomas runs the Twitter account, though, not Will. So That's right. Thomas runs the Purple Pants Twitter account. Will just brought the influence and the knowledge of the Purple Pants. Thomas handles that. Depends on the night. Yeah, right. It's about the content. It's Thomas Armor 22. That's uh, right. Yep. When he's not lighting the tiki torches, he's running the Purple Pants account. That's just what happens. <laughs> We've been gone for a hot minute. A lot of things have transpired, and now we're in the middle of free agency. So the Ravens have made a couple moves. Signed Marcus Williams from the Saints to a five-year, $70 million contract. And they also signed the right tackle from the Jets, Morgan Moses, former Washington football team draft pick. I think he was a third-rounder, if I remember right. But I could be wrong. But nonetheless, those are two moves made. We almost signed Zadarius Smith, but then we didn't. No, I couldn't tell you what never. happened. Fuck him. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you what happened with that. I was digging. But nonetheless, Drew, I'm going to start it with you. Give me your thoughts on the offseason so far. Um, I've been very anti-EDC. I think that's pretty clear if you go back to any episodes. He's done very well this offseason, though. Um, you know, free safety was a definite. Uh, we haven't had that, like, real center field there in a long time. And, you know, obviously you needed a right tackle. Um, Alejandro Villanueva retired, thankfully. I hope you get you know, court-martialed and shipped off to Guantanamo Bay. But, you know, I'll, I'll take the retirement for now. Uh, so you filled two big holes there. Z would have been nice because we definitely need an edge rusher. But, you know, as we've said, fuck him. Um, I think that Von Miller kind of fucked us with that signing. Is you know, he saw the you know contract Von Miller got and was like, yeah, fuck this. I don't want to be here. I want more money. Um, you know, right now if we can pick up an edge rusher, maybe a center, um, and then, you know, fill the other needs to the draft, I'll be pretty happy. Um, you know, things are going well. You got to extend Lamar, too. You got to extend Marcus Peters, you know, make the cap move so you can go pick up maybe a Bobby Wagner and make another splash move. But it, it, it's early in free agency and things are going in the right direction for us. So I'm not going to, you know, sit here and bitch about EDC for once. That's a rarity. But you know what? Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with that. Good job, EDC. Won't call you a bald midget fuck this time. So well, hey. I, I fucking converted Grant. You know, I've been talking to him offline. Yeah, he's and, been leaning me. I, I got him to be, you know, anti-EDC with me. We're going to come on here and fucking kill him after day one of free agency. And then all of a sudden, day two, he starts making moves. I'm like, fuck. So it's all Grant's fault. That, right? that Morgan Moses deal was nuts. Like, that, that is such a steal. Yeah, I mean, well, and and the, 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 the hey, the, the Zedarius, Thomas, Zedarius Thomas deal was good, but... Z is a bitch, and and he saw what happened with Von Miller. He saw what happened with Chandler Jones. He got greedy, and he played the the agent card. I didn't know about the deal. Nobody told me. Oh yeah, he knew about it. My yeah, the agent's not going to call the client. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't understand how he can sit here and say like I didn't know. Like he could say you know I it was a verbal agreement. I didn't put pen to paper, so I can still get out of this. And like that's a chicken shit move. But at least you're being honest at that point. Yeah. But, you know, he's just like, oh, I have no idea what happened. Like, I was just, you know, my, my agent never told me. It's like, no, your agent leaked that to Schefter while he was live on television. And then yeah. he announced yeah. it because he was pumped that he got you a four-year deal after you came off of two injured years. And then fucking Von Miller went and broke the market. And you're like, oh, fuck, like, I want more money. The Buffalo so I would Bills like to see, the market. Well, speaking of the Bills, I'd like to see EDC 
air it out because who's the GM for the Bills? Brandon uh, Bean. Brandon, Brandon Bean. Bean. Yeah. He he went off today on the the Commanders. He basically said that they were dirty because they had McKissick signed, and then the Commanders came back over the top. McKissick backed out, and he blamed the team. He said basically said the team kind of went uh, off script. Played, played not by the, the standard rules of free agency, but it is what it is. I mean, you can't be too upset about losing J.D. McKissick. He gives a fuck, right? No, and I mean, especially when you basically fuck the Ravens by paying, you know, a 33-year-old Von Miller $120 million over six years. And I know that I think that contract, I think it really worked out to like 3 and 55 or something like that. Yeah, it worked out to basically the same as Chandler Jones. It was basically the same yeah. deal. I mean, that's still crazy money for a guy that old who has been, you know, Von Miller's great, but he's not the same as he was in 2050, um, you know, Broncos. Like, he's definitely fallen right. off a bit. Not a, not, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, call him like a top-end pass rusher anymore. And to give him that kind of money, you fuck the Ravens. He looked good in the playoffs, but, man, it's, I, I don't, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and everybody looked good with Aaron Donald. Like, I could probably, right. you know, get 10 sacks a year if Aaron Donald was lined up opposite. The, the Z Smith deal, if the numbers were right, it was structured to be the same as those two deals if he played all the games and hit all the numbers. Which, yeah. when a guy misses sixteen games, you, you gotta to. you gotta structure a contract that way. You can't just get, what he thinks he's gonna go get Von Miller money. He, he missed you know ninety five percent of the season last. Yeah, and I mean you can throw a ton of bonuses at him, and you can put him in that. I think we would have gotten him up to twelve and a half a year, even if he wants to get into that fifteen sixteen million a year range. That's fine. But like you can't get that. You're not gonna get that guaranteed anyway. Nobody's no, no. unless maybe a year, somebody might give him like a one in fifteen deal or something like that. But I don't think. That or, or unless like twenty-two women accuse him of sexual assault. Apparently, you get a lot of guaranteed money when, when that happens. Yeah, yeah they get traded to the Browns. Two thirty and visit four teams and handpick your destination at that point. And you pick mm-hmm. Cleveland. You got Atlanta, New Orleans, Charlotte, and you pick Cleveland. Yep, they have one wide receiver. Yes, my guess is that Cleveland. I can't imagine that, you know, like he went there for anything other than money. Yeah, absolutely. Right. He offered him the most money guaranteed ever. Yeah, it's, uh, that, that, and it's just like some reason why someone will go to fucking Cleveland. I'm yeah, just you got to pay me a yeah. hell of a lot more than that to go living for four years. Yep. Yeah, well, he could have gone and, you know, the two teams that they said he was in on were the Falcons and the Saints. So you have one year probably of Tom Brady, maybe two. And then you have three more years where the NFC is going to be barren. I mean, how long is Aaron Rodgers going to play? There's no he can he's an idiot going to the AFC. He's got to go through so many quarterbacks. He's got to go through in the division. They're still going to be fighting for for, you know, to get out of fourth place. I don't know. They'll be they're going to be duking it out with the Steelers. I I don't see I don't see them being, you know, competing for that division title. I think they're going to be better than the Bengals. I think the Bengals were kind of uh, like a one-year wonder kind of deal. I think that the Bengals are going to be, you know, more of like a ten and seventeen. And I think the Browns That's are right cool. in the game. Um, you know, ten wins. Maybe that gets them a wild card spot. I don't know. I think we're still the favorites. Vision. I know that. Um, you know, all the you know uh, Vegas people went nuts and have the uh, Browns as like the you know favorites still. Now they know. do. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were. Um, I think they're plus one thousand to win the Super Bowl, and I think we're plus twelve hundred now. So good for them because every time the Browns have any kind of expectations, they fucking fail miserably. Go Hasn't that been the case for th- this is the third straight year? That's going to be the case now, right? Yeah, uh, I think twenty twenty we were the favorites. Or, yeah, because uh, yeah. but it was like almost even. It was almost even, but it was the same. Yeah, we were all same, or you know, ballpark. But it's it was still, very close. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine that the Browns are going to win more than ten or eleven games. I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under on it. Deshaun Watson in his last year that he played in Houston, he's won four games. Yeah, that's so, right. I mean, he he's he's a good player. I just don't see him being like the guy. He he he's better than Baker Mayfield, but that's not saying a whole lot. Well, that's the problem is that they went from uh, you know Baker Mayfield's a top. 15 top 20 quarterback to a top 10 quarterback like that's cool and all but what's that worth is that worth you know one or two wins right i, I don't know i don't know if that's the and like you know they lost a ton of talent they lost their center right. they lost uh two wide receivers i mean they still have um hunt and chubb but i don't know I just, and they lost I, a tight end too oh yeah they, they lost yeah, they did they cut hooper no it's in joku they, yeah, they kept in joku but um yeah i mean you still got Miles Garrett on that side of the ball, so they'll be good. they'll be decent at least. But even then, I mean, the NFL still hasn't finished their little investigation. He's probably going to get suspended. He's probably going to miss a hot amount of games because I don't understand how you can let him play at all. Yeah. Um I mean, twenty-two. You know, granted, it's it's not going to face criminal charges now. Twenty-two like civil cases. There clearly something happened. Well, like, here's the precedent leader. too. AB missed eight games on one. One accusation of sexual misconduct and one uh, accusation of like intimidation, right? It was that was basically the the where he supposedly punched the driver in the face. Right. So, but like twenty, we're talking about several different women. How many women is it? It's it's twenty-two different cases. Twenty-two women. Yeah, so it's twenty-two women. Uh, Nine of them tried to press criminal charges, and I'm pretty sure there might be more than twenty-two women, but a bunch of them were. You know, it was kind of like they're like it's a he said she said like he made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know if he did anything criminally, right. so they didn't. You know, they're not in any kind of like civil complaint, but they kind of backed up the story. So they're more like um, I don't know if like what do you call that like a mo witness saying that you know yeah this is definitely something that he did to me. I just don't feel right. like he you know went past that point of to collect money. I don't know. Okay. I, I, that's gonna play out. You know, it can't play out well for him. You can't have twenty two accusations come out of that scot free. I mean, Basically, at the very least, he's gonna be on the exemplar until they figure yeah. it out. Yeah, Ray yeah, I mean, so. Rice never played again. And granted, you know, it's a little different of a situation. But like, I don't know. I mean, he never played another snap football again after that video game. And that was just punching his wife in you know, twenty-two view of varying degrees of sexual assault. That's uh, that's pretty serious. Like there, there's not much. There's not much wiggle room. You can say that they're all lying. No. Yeah. Nor should you. No, exactly. but like I mean, you know, you have like the Trevor Bauer thing in baseball. Like that's one woman, one accusation. And so like he can say, okay, I beat that one charge. And people are still going to call him a bag of shit or whatever, but you know it, it's one person versus twenty-two. Like it's just that, that's a that's a jaw-dropping number. Twenty-two women, right? Right. Well, and like I said, there's precedent: eight games for one accusation similar to Deshaun Watson's in nature, and then two. You know, uh, I don't I don't know punching a moving guy. Uh, I don't really care about that, but uh, the intimidating the woman, like kind of threatening her family, that's serious thing. But we talk about twenty-two different women. That's exponentially worse than AB's situation. So, I mean, the precedent's I mean, I there. Eight, eight games. Talking about too, like uh, Deshaun Watson came after them after the fact, asking them to sign NDAs and shit. So, I, I'm sure that there's got to be some kind of witness intimidation attached to that. So, I mean, if it, they did really that, there's got to be there's got to be documents too. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you know you can it, there's no real physical proof of what happened once they were together, but there's a ton of circumstantial evidence that, you know, basically puts them in the same room when the women say it happened. You right. know, there's plane tickets, there's um, text messages exchange or Instagram DMs that say, you know, hey, I'm going to be here at this time. And, you know, other, you know, payment going to them on the day that they claim that they worked on them. So 
I mean, it, it, it's very clear that none of these women are making up that an encounter happened. So, again, it's really hard to get away from that. In the AB thing, there was, you know, questions of whether or not any of these encounters actually happened. Well, and there was very, there was pretty clear, uh, not, I won't say clear. There was definitely the, the, uh, the very distinct possibility she was doing it to extort him in that case. They had evidence that suggested that the physical interaction that between AB and that woman definitely happened because there were text messages of him talking about it, but the nature of it is still kind of, there's, it's hazy. You don't really know, you know, but it, it's pretty clear that I think that they produced some sort of evidence that the mother and her were plotting some sort of extortion plot against him. So you really never know on that one. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make excuses for AB, but I'm just in comparison. It's a lot. I think it's a lot different. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, 22 versus one is just like, again, I, I mean, I, I say it every time, like 22 is a fucking. Right. It's hard to cast reasonable doubt upon that many accusations. Kind of like Bill Cosby and the, was it 50 women? 45? Yeah, or you, you know, Harvey Weinstein like had, you know, the same number. And it was kind of like, all right, is Harvey Weinstein guilty of all of those? I don't know, but there's maybe, just maybe so many not. allegations that, you know, it's hard to say that he was correct all of those times. Right. Exactly. So there's that. Moving on from Deshaun Watson to the NFL draft. So the Ravens are picking at 14. We have five fourth round picks. Um, if I recall the last time we had that many in a round, not in a round, but in a draft, I believe it was 2016. And there was a couple of hits and a couple of, and more than a few misses within that. But anyway, pick 14, I'm going to start with Grant because he's been quiet over there for a little while. Who would you like the Ravens draft at 14 today on the date before the draft? Jermaine Johnson, the second feels a huge need. He's an edge on the pass rush. He's got a skill set. His body type is like a Julius Peppers type. Like, he's an edge setter. So, like, not only does he pressure the quarterback and he converts a lot of pressures to sacks, he also contains the edge. And that's a huge part to be opposite of Owe because Owe's kind of that speed rush. He's a, you know, he's he pins his ears back and goes. He can play stand-up or he can put both hands down. But if you have that opposite side, kind of like how, you know, like the Jared Johnson role, the Pernomic Fee role where – it's not super flashy. Courtney Upshaw, you know, it's not super fla- flashy, but it's really important on the run game because the majority of teams run to the right side. I mean, depending on field position, things like that. But if you look at the percentages, you know, mo- majority of the teams run to the right side. That's why your right tackle is your mauler usually. And, you know, what, what he can do and what he's capable of, I think, you know, he's got the highest floor. And he's still kind of raw. I mean, he came from Georgia, went to Florida State. You know, ACC was kind of down this year. Um, but he still, he, he, he did what he had to do, showed up at the senior bowl. He looked like a man amongst boys at the senior bowl. You know, I heard multiple articles that he was the one that pretty much stood out. Um, I think we can't really go wrong at 14 though. I think there's going to be a lot of options. I really hope EDC doesn't mess this up. Um, cause there's even enough flexibility with the depth. And now you got a couple teams like Pittsburgh, uh, Seattle, um, you know, maybe even Philly, you know, that, that would be, open to kind of moving up you know we can move back maybe gather another second third you know maybe a late fifth sixth, something like that um be able to move around still kind of get the guy but maybe you know this is a draft where anywhere between you know 32 and and 62 are going to be not far spaced out talent wise between depending on the positions i mean it's deep offensive line deep edge rushers deep with cornerbacks, deep with wide receivers. Like, I mean, there's just so many, it, it's the positions of need for us. You know, it's shallow and running backs, shallow and quarterbacks, but we don't need that. 
Um, center is another one that's probably not very deep. We do need that. So, I mean, trading back for Linderbaum would be an option as well. But, you know, you can't always pass up on a corner either. You know, Stingley or Sauce Falls, you got to think about them there. And you know that man Sauce will come down and lock down the island on the side. I don't care if he played against Bet Midler. He could have been a bet Midler out there, and he's not giving up touchdowns, and that's A-OK. You know, that man is an absolute – I don't care who he played against, to peewee whatever, to not give up a score in three seasons at any level was insane. And, you know, he's a lot of man-to-man. Um, he's got a lot of talent. I know he's not your guy, Drew. But yeah, but when you're meeting up me and the opposing quarterback is, you know, some guy who is literally working at a local Dunkin' Donuts right now, like, I understand he's got, you know, he's 6'3", he's, what is he, like 195, and he runs fast. He's got a ton of physical 10, tools. Pounds. He yeah, put the clamps on Jamison Williams, who arguably they said would have been probably a top 10 pick in the draft. He put yeah, the he put 300 yards rushing, and we're never in that game. So Doesn't he have, like, like an 80-inch wingspan, too? I, I mean, yeah, that matters. Like, yeah, yeah, from a physical standpoint, Sauce Gardner's fine. Like, I'll, I'll never sit here and say that, you know, somebody six, can't eight. coach him up into being a lockdown corner, but, like, when you're locking down, like, you know, Jack Sorensen and these, you know, I, I mean, I have a whole list here of names that I've just never fucking heard of in my life. He's a lunch pail guy. Lunch pail yeah, guy. Runs yeah, great routes. Roster, I couldn't even find who the leading receiver was because the school doesn't even <laughs> store the stats on their website. Like, Austin P doesn't score their, you know, store their football stats. And, like, that's who, you know, Sauce Gardner is locking down. It's like, all right, you know, and then, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm just one of these, like, oh, I watch the tape nerds because, you know, I fucking hate people like that. Like, I'm not going to go jerk off to a team old playing football and watch eight hours of his tape. But, like, you could tell that, you know, he used his athleticism to bail him out. And that's fine. You know, somebody could teach him better um, technique and, you know, maybe he's great. But I just don't see that translating to the NFL. I'd rather take, like, a Stingley, you know, somebody who was up against top-notch talent and, you know, repeatedly did well against that rather than – He regressed season, season after season. His last two seasons, he regressed both seasons. And, I mean, he's got, you know, some kind of injury concerns. I like Stingley a lot. His freshman year, I think he just put himself on a pedestal and, you know, kind of went from there. But the thing with Sauce, too, is is in our defense and what McDonald did, I started watching, you know, some Wolverine, you know, replays and stuff, trying to see kind of what he does on defense. And with what his skill set does with Marcus Williams as well, playing over the top, that gives him an opportunity to gamble. He kind of gambles a little bit. He's not afraid to come up. He blitzes, those types of things. You can kick Marlon back inside. And you still have Marcus Peters out there. I mean, I think those are good guys to have surrounding him to bring out the best of what he could do. I think he would benefit in our defense more than any of the top four corners. And see, I look at corner as, you know, I, I don't I don't really want Stingley either, if we're being honest. I don't want to take a corner at all. If we're going to go that route, I would rather pay like a, you know, like a Stephon Gilmore, who's kind of still sitting out there and nobody's really touching him right now. I, I was thinking him today. Him. I mean, I, I would rather pay him and have him come in then take a Sauce Gardner or Stingley and hope they kind of slot into the defense and do well. Um, you know, I, I'm really looking at like a David Ajabo, who again just blew out his Achilles today before we uh, recorded this. Jermaine Johnson would be fine. Um, you know, I, I would be okay with a lot of guys. I think Linderbaum would be a solid pick. I, I think that they see Makari as their center next year, though. Um, I think that's why they paid him. Uh, supposedly, they paid him right after Bozeman turned on an extension. My guess is that they see Makari as our center, but. Uh, there's a lot of ways to go. And like you said, the, the problem with EDC drafting-wise is that when he's had a choice, he's fucked it up. Um, you know, he picked Hollywood Brown as the first wide receiver off the board. That was a terrible fucking pick. 
and you know Queen Oa and Bateman kind of fell into his lap, and he didn't really, those were no brainer. So I'm hoping a no brainer pick falls to him at 14, and that's what we go with. You know, like a Kyle Hamilton slips on the board or something like that. That would be great. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton would be great. What yeah, about Kayvon um, Thibodeau? He start if he starts falling to like the seven to tennis range, you got to move up for him. Did you read the story about him about why he's falling? It's bizarre to me, but they're saying that he's not as big on you know in person as they thought. And that, you know, they were looking at him as like a, a Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney type with the way that he shows up on, you know, TV. Wasn't Doomerville like 5'10"? Yeah, that, that yeah, was the was. most bizarre thing that I read. I, I thought it was character issues. With Dwight Freeney was small, too. Yeah, I guess Thibodeau has made some, you know, weird comments of like, you know, I don't love football. And that's not exactly what he said, but that's how people were translating it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, give me the guy with the mental red flags because he comes to Baltimore. He's going to love football. Like, I'm not worried about that. But they're talking about they think he's undersized and that he doesn't have the, you know, the Miles Garrett body type. And that's why he's not going to be a good NFL player. And I'm like, that's so fucking stupid to not take a guy because of how he's built. Again, people Who has the Miles him. Garrett body type? The guy's a fucking freak. Yeah, he's a one he's of He's an action athlete. figure. <laughs> he is. He fucking is. And that guy in the suit, like, go back to the draft last year when he was <laughs> announcing that pick. It just Yeah. You see him dunk on people? Can't even call him Fat Man in a little coat. You have to call him Buff Man in a little coat, just walking around. He's like Sean Kemp out there at the Lifetime Fitness basketball court before he became Sean Clump. But yeah, I hear you. Will, what are your thoughts on this matter? Well, I, I've been a Jabo all the way, and then today fucked that up. So I mean, I don't know. Like like Grant said, I don't know if we can really go wrong at fourteen. Um, I know one guy that Drew does not want to see drafted at 14 is Jordan Davis, but if he's he's around, I feel like EDC is going to be tempted. I'm actually coming around to that idea, um, and that's only because well, that was after we signed Z, but you know then Z backed out. I, if if we have an edge rusher coming in and we draft like and we sign like a Bobby Wagner type too, I, yeah. I would be okay with Jordan Davis. I know we signed Michael Pierce too, but I still think you need a second guy inside and you need somebody who's going to push the pocket, and he can definitely fill that role. I like his teammate uh, Devonte Wyatt better, but I, I would I would live with either one of them. I just like the idea of having a guy that athletic and that big in the middle of the defense. I think it creates a lot of opportunities for our super athletic edge guys. Um, like Hayes, I think could benefit from it because Hayes has a, a little more growth ahead of him than uh, Owe. Owe, I think they were scheming against, and uh, Wink's system did not really help Owe a whole lot. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't even be mad if we traded back out of 14 because if the guy we, we need isn't like a cornerback, like we were saying, like Stingley, I don't know, might be, might be kind of a reach at 14. I don't think sauce is even going to be there at 14. He's going to go probably in the, the, the late, late, later part of the top 10. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know who I want anymore. Cause I was all in a job. That's all fair. One is, you know, you take an offensive tackle. Like, I know that we have Stanley, and I know that we signed Moses, but you saw what happened last year because now yeah. we're looking at John James is our backup tackle. And that guy's played 60 snaps since 2018. So uh, do you trust that guy stepping in and, you know, playing potentially right or left tackle if somebody goes down? I'm not sure. Right, and we don't want Phillips outside anymore. Uh, no, I don't know why. Absolutely not. No, no way. Oh, nah, fucking Ben Powers is still on the roster. I forgot to bitch about that. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we... we we beat the shit out of that horse last year. He has yet to be released. So, again, hashtag fire Ben Powers into the fucking sun. Fuck that fat dude. You know, two and a half million dollars. That's the easiest two and a half million dollars you can create against the cap is to get rid of that fucking. Exactly. Yeah, fucking garbage. Nonetheless, I will say to the 
Marquise Point, because as you know, I won't call him his nickname just because the man hasn't earned it. I don't care that he's called that because he's from Hollywood, Florida. Fuck that, son! I'm just saying. It could have been worse. Could have been Nikhil Harry. Or it could have been... Actually, it's the only receiver I can think of off the top right now. So, you know what? That's that's the one bright spot. It's like he's... Nikhil Harry's not retiring to start a Twitch stream. I don't know. Like, well, <laughs> that's also true. That, that is fair. So, you know what? Too yeah, haven't recorded. I think- pulled that. I pulled that giant scheme off on the internet. That was fucking, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> to where he was responding with, and then who was it, PFF or somebody did like controllers? Yeah, so I know the kid who made that graphic. That that was an inside inside job by me. But um, yeah, I, I know the person who sent that tweet out and that was uh, orchestrated by me. It was the fact that I had some fucking fantasy football nerd with 500,000 followers tweeting out like, my birdies are telling me that Marquis is going to retire. I'm like, you are a fond pal. That was that fuck Michael Fabiano, right? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I've never, never heard of him before. And then he's out here talking about that. I'm like, you are fucking. And it's yeah. not like I put like a Schefter profile on or something like that. Like I had my normal Twitter avatar. Like <laughs> it's me. It's my face photoshopped onto fucking Tony Montana. Like I just don't, I don't know how the fuck somebody could, you know, ever fall for that. But here we are. Exactly. Nonetheless, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that dude was always like a real Captain Obvious fuck when it came to fantasy football. I mean, I used to read him when I first started playing. Then a couple of years later, you kind of realize you're just giving me the easy picks. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, don't start this defense against a good offense. No shit. Well, so, guys, it tells you to draft Patrick Mahomes as the first quarterback off the board as a profit as well. Yep, pretty much. I mean, the one time Mahomes was a value in fantasy was his rookie year. And that was because in the league I was in, he went undrafted. Godspeed. Everyone looked it. Then the next year was Lamar, who was the value pick. And then the next year after that was Josh Allen. It happens every year. From a fantasy perspective, don't take a quarterback early if you can have to. I'm just I'm just saying, you can find somebody. Last year it was that fuck Burrow, who wound up being a great value and won me my fantasy football championship. So, man, what can you do? Don't take quarterbacks early. And, Ma- and don't follow Michael Fabiano's advice because he's not good. Not smart either. No, not at all. But yes, personally, I'm. I've like I said, I've never really watched a lot of college football. I did when I was a kid, and when I was a kid, I watched Brian Greasy and Charles Woods. So I mean, you can Great figure games. out who my yeah that that was my lineage way back in the day. And then of course I became a metal kid, and I was like, I don't want to watch sports. And later on, I was like, I fucking don't watch sports again. So that's my story. But if I mean. With my un- uh, with my uneducated ass, if I had my pick at fourteen, like Drew, I would prefer his teammate Wyatt instead of Jordan Davis. Wouldn't be bad at either pick, but I mean that penetrating three technique with our defense and making the quarterback escape to his right with always athleticism. So it would be a very good recipe for our defensive line and being able to hit Burrow and Trubisky, kissing titties, Mitch and. Maybe Deshaun Watson or maybe Case Keenum. We'll see what the NFL rules on that. Well, I think they keep Baker till they know. I mean, that's yeah, got to be. Definitely. You're not going to get a meaningful pick for Baker. Uh, I no. feel like you're better off holding off to him, you know, holding on to him. Right. And not to mention Baker has all the incentive to ball out just so other teams will want to come calling because he might not want to be in Cleveland, but at the same time, if he plays like shit, somebody's not going to want to pick him up. Either that or. The Browns let him go, and they pick him up. Someone else picks him up for three million dollars, four million dollars. It's incentive for him now just to ball out and get out of Cleveland. He and does have some leverage though, because they need him. If they if they have any you know tip off that uh, Watson's going to be suspended, 
they have to make a decision. They're not going to carry Case Keenum and him. Case Keenum, I think, carries an $8 million cap hit. So uh, they're not going to carry three quarterbacks that are eating up 30, what, $34 million. I think they can't do that. But it's still, it is. The Baker's Baker's a fifth year option, so it's going to be 20, right, 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 24. Yeah. Uh, I think he was Something 23 like all pro. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's not a lot for, for one quarterback when you add then Case Keenum making eight, and then you add Deshaun Watson's. I think his base is is the, the minimum, so it's yeah. 1.05, and then it's going to be the, the signing bonus, whatever the proration of that is. So it's going to be, it's a lot of money invested in the quarterback position. So if Baker wants to hold, you know, hold him over a barrel. He can at that point because they need him. They they can't go a full season with Case Keenum. We know that. No, and I, I think it. You know, like you said, it's in his best interest to play. But is he gonna, you know, make it worth his while? You know, some kind of assurances that they're gonna let go of him or trade him when Watson's back if it's a short season. I could definitely right. see him, you know, playing hardball with them, especially with the whole publicly requesting a trade because they called him a child and you. Uh, you know, pick up a guy who's got 22 sexual assault allegations. Like, that's kind of childish. True. Him saying he wants to go to the Colts is one of the funniest things of all time. Like, dude, you have – you can't tell them where, where to send you. Yeah, they'll send you somewhere else. They'll send you this – You're on a rookie area. contract. <laughs> yep, exactly. I, I do get his whole I, – I think he said the Colts because he wants to start, and that's fine. So he picked a team that doesn't have a starting quarterback right now. But it's still like, you know, Seattle comes calling. Like, you got to go there. And mm-hmm. you don't have to say extension or anything it's a it's literally a one-year prove-it contract so I, I don't i would actually rather go to seattle because i feel like that's in your division yeah it really there's is plenty I of mean, places you could go i mean there's plenty yeah. of places you can go you should seattle new orleans i mean there 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 are various teams that could use a better an upgrade over their current single signal caller so i mean carolina there it is. yep there carolina is. absolutely over his fucking draft class teammate darnold yep. ginger fuck yeah, i can Yep. Well, it is what it is. It's funny, too, because he was the collective can't-miss prospect in 2018. He's the guy. He's the chosen one. He's going to be the best quarterback coming out of this class by pretty much a, like a majority of the draft analysts that I can remember leading up to that draft, and he is not. They were all over him and Josh Rosen as, like, these, um, you know, cerebral quarterbacks that, you know, could pick apart defense and both of them fucking Yep. Is Rosen even still in the league? Is he Matt Ryan's backup still, or is he a free agent? Yeah, he's. I think. I think he. No, I think they did re-sign him in Atlanta. Did they? I think. I think they did. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was on Tampa's practice squad and then Atlanta. Yeah, I think he got like a two million two million dollar deal or something like that. I'm gonna make the other ten teams regret not drafting me by being the best clipboard holder money can buy. Yeah, I mean, what he needs to do is commit to being Chase Daniel. If he yeah. has any yeah. intelligence yes. in his brand, that guy's probably made 30 million bucks, maybe more. And I don't, yeah. I mean, what he probably takes 15 snaps a year. He has zero risk of injury. The guy, he's yeah. going to retire super rich with zero injuries. He's going to have a great life. I mean, he got a ring with Casey. So. Yeah. Yep. Did. Oh, no. So um, Chad Henney was that. That was Chad Henney. Yeah. I feel like he was on a, he was on. Oh, he was with the Bears that year. He was with the Bears that year. Oh, yeah, he was with the Bears, the uh, Trubisky, and um, they went, whatever, like 13. They double doink here. Was, uh, yeah, was, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what was right. it? Because um, yeah. they got rid of Glennon and had um, Chase Daniels. Yeah, he's, that should be his aspiration. That or, like, Charlie Whitehurst, who never took a snap but just sat behind Phillip Rivers collecting paychecks year after year after year in San Diego. You can pull mm-hmm. a Matt 
Matt Schaub, and you know, you start, suck, and get a backup job for the rest of your life. He's at least playing it right that he's not, you know, holding out for big money or anything like that. Like, he's taking whatever contracts I'm going to collect. Pay. I can respect that. And who knows? Yep. Maybe he'll overtake Matt Schaub as the pick six master. Guy who <laughs> you can bank on him throwing a pick six multiple times a year. What was it, Schaub? I had like eight straight games. Hilarious. I think Josh Rosen had two pick sixes last year, and he, and he only played a handful of snaps. I want to say he had he at least like- one. I think he played two halves of football. I think he came in twice for Matt Ryan getting that yeah. shit. And he I think he good. threw a pick six both times. Or he may have thrown two pick sixes in one game. And like in three passes, he threw two pick sixes, something like that, or at least two picks. Two one picks. of them was a pick six. Three attempts. I, I, I yeah, think it only went back, but still, like it was bad. It was one of those ones it was where Matt insane. Ryan threw, threw two picks and a certain uh, analyst that we all like to make fun of. You know, it was like, I'll get Matt Ryan out of here and put Josh Rosen in. And then Josh Rosen came in and did the game, so it was great. He threw a pick six on his first, not just his yeah. first attempt, his first snap. Yeah, it was bad. And it was a bad pick six, too. It wasn't like uh, somebody made it down the ball. It was like, yeah, he way under threw somebody running an out route. And, you know, somebody stepped in front of him to the house, like, untouched. Yeah, any one of us could have done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm confident I could make that throw. No, I'm saying any one of us could have jumped that throw. That was that yeah. bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he is just, I mean, that's, you know, where quarterback um, evaluations in the draft crack me up. Some guys like, yeah, you know, looks like we, uh... damn it, Grant. It's all good. It happened. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, so that, that level of ineptitude reminds me of Nathan Peterman. Good times. Always yeah. great to be in a conversation yeah. with that right. guy. Right. right. Is he still in the league? Um, yes, I believe he's, I think he's still Derek Carr's backup in, yeah. in Vegas. I know Gruden oh, yeah. loves him. Yeah, Gruden's a big, uh, big, um, big uh, Peterman guy. Right. Oh, uh, well, that's actually we can find that out real quick. Let's see, is he still in the league? Because that's right. Because he got fired over basically because they wanted someone to be a fall guy for Daniel Snyder. That's just my conspiracy theory. And yes, Gruden's emails are fucked up. And yes, he would be fired. And also, they were also while he was wanted- with ESPN. So I don't know if you can, uh, you know, really get on him for that. Like, I mean, Agreed. I get it. Like, they weren't good, but, like, they were 10 years ago, and I, I don't know. I Like I said, I think he got scapegoated for, you know, to bail out Daniel Snyder, which was more my issue. Yep, is that, my sentiments, know, exactly. Yeah. If you fire John Gruden for that or you publicly try to get John Gruden fired, like, you have to publicly go at Daniel, not have a uh, law firm come in to run an internal and not publish. I was wrong. Nathan Peterman is now a free agent. He's no longer with the Raiders. So... Josh McDaniels came in and said, fuck that guy. He's out of here. Yeah, so, Josh McDaniels also released Carl Nassau from jobs. So. Well, yeah, it's because... We, not going to make any accusations. We we, ha- <laughs> we have an inkling of the ulterior motives behind that. That's what yeah. oh, to say. Uh, Carl Nassib, by the way, I would not mind if we uh, poked around there. Not to... No pun intended. But I, right. <laughs> I would rather have Jihad Ward personally, but you know Carl Nassib fills that kind of role of that situational pass rusher that you can you know bring in off the bench and is going to get to the quarterback on his you know whatever he plays twenty snaps a game. He's going to be yep. cheap too. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's a Philly guy, so Baltimore would be I think just like why I think Flacco was always willing to uh, to stick around here. Um, it's right up the street. You know, it's less than two hours away from Baltimore, so. Yeah, I think NASA would be interested if if Philly's not interested or uh, the Jets or the Giants aren't interested. I think Baltimore would be high on his list. Yeah, or yep. DC are probably in. I, I yeah. Doubt yeah, no chance he would go there. I mean, should he? Oh, I just got a I got a text a couple minutes ago. Anheuser Busch has pulled all their products from uh, FedEx Field. 
Oh, yes. they don't want their, their their beer being associated with poop water. That's understandable. Well, I mean, I wouldn't if I was a um, you know like an advertiser like FedEx, I, I'd pull all my shit from them too. I mean, Daniel yeah. Snyder is you know fucking sexually harassing cheerleaders. Well, you know why that FedEx won't pull because isn't the CEO of FedEx one of the minority owners of the team? I'm pretty sure he is. Um, that was part of the deal with changing the team name as they brought him on. Is I think know, he was already part of the group. He was he was part of that group that tried to sell off. Oh, hold on, they did sell off, didn't they? Didn't didn't Snyder's like family? He and his family buy out those minority owners because they were trying. It was like they were trying to like it was like a hostile takeover. They were going to try and buy. They were trying to convince the family members to join them and buy out the majority shares, but it yeah, ended okay. up backfiring. Oh, so- there was some weird stuff that went on with that. I definitely remember when Snyder was saying that we're not going to change the team name. There was some, uh, you know, some fuckery that went right. on with the buy him out. And I'm, I'm not. It's, it's wild. It's to new, all the other stuff yeah. that wasn't out yet. Yeah, I mean, the NFL forced uh, what was his name Jerry Richardson, the uh, the old um, Panthers owner. Panthers. Himself. Yeah. He said he liked jeans Friday because he liked looking at the end. and like if you put that. Yeah, against- uh, there was other stuff with him too, wasn't there? Wasn't there like. Yeah, racist was, stuff with him too. It's like, um, yeah, like you know, mildly racist comments and some, uh, you know, weird comments about interns. But I, I would say that, um, you know, Daniel Snyder was much worse than he's pimping out cheerleaders for sure. Know, federal crime on top of being a shitty thing to do. But yes, it's still weird that they called themselves the Commanders. All, the only thing I'm waiting for now is they change the logo on the side of the helmet to the hammer and the sickle so they can officially embrace their ways of being the commies. And then we can, yep. have a, can literally have America's team versus the commies in D.C. I mean, fuck it. Yeah. Might as well just embrace that. No, nobody might as well at this point. Yeah. We just, exa- just embrace. Exactly. As simple as that. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, really. Not to mention you can, you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say other than that. But yeah. Anywho. That's gonna do it for us for this episode. Uh, of- Will and I, Will and I have some. Oh, wait, after. that's right. Yeah, you have we, a secret we, topic. We have, yeah. Release like, it. Okay. Release it. Secret topic. I don't know. I don't know which group you want to start with here. If we if we go the. Uh, well, you know what? I think maybe we should we should um, reference back to an old old bit. Why don't we power rank the factions of fans in Ravens Twitter? Do we do a Mount Rushmore within each faction of who's the most annoying? <laughs> yeah let's do it yeah, i have some uh, inception here i mean if we got to go with you know the, the children's table as we call them mm-hmm. uh, you, you got to start with the video editor and his girlfriend um, Oh yeah. what's his name adam i think alex like, alex 10 something like that yes yeah, something like that and then his girlfriend alexa or ashley i don't know some fucking eight they are the two most annoying human beings on the internet like the fact that that girl has been fucking stalking my page for like two years is ridiculous all because i asked her why she didn't like barcel like that that's, mm-hmm. that's literally what started this and then you got the uh boyfriend making these video edits where he basically just steals highlight reels from other teams and puts a song over it and it's like you know oh why is everybody stealing my content it's like you make stolen content like what the fuck's wrong with you yeah so those two and their little uh dick riders that sean kid who i've never spoken to in my entire life and is just like thinks will and i are the same person which is the best part of it well, they all do they all yeah. do they all they talk to each other. They say uh, they have that that Drew has created four different accounts. So they think when Drew and I are talking to each other, it's just Drew tweeting yeah, at himself. Tweeting yeah, at I'm currently bullying myself online. If anybody's you know <laughs> anybody's yeah, this is just a long term you know ploy that I'm just going to use a different account to make fun of myself. 
you imagine the, the, the damage that I do with like 300 followers? If I had an account with a thousand followers, I'd have like fucking countries at war or something like that. Like it would be, it would be ugly. But the fact that they've like convinced themselves of that, and you know, they were the first um, supporters of the uh, sex offender that we don't name. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that, that fella. Yeah, yeah, that that fella. Just because he's a litigious sort, I'm not going to say his name, but he's a yep. disgusting. He should go fuck himself. Everybody but, know. Everybody knows who who we're talking about. Um, you know, we've got that Thanks. fucking scumbag locking up his account. And, it's also uh, nothing illegal about talking about publicly available information. So, yeah, no, Thanks. that I, you know, it's it's still like, uh, I, just the fact that that kid fucking operated the way he did for as long as he did, and nobody said a word is bizarre to me. And there were people who knew. I mean, the Gardner twins knew. They they said they knew beforehand, and definitely just about fraternizing with him like nothing's wrong. Like what the fuck. And if he wasn't so fucking creepy, like, sliding girls' DMs and shit, like, I wouldn't have such a problem with it. But it's like, you know, you're a fucking convicted sex offender passing yourself off as somebody you're not on the internet. You know, hanging out with people you meet from Twitter who know nothing about you. Like, that's just, that's some fucking bizarre shit. Or then you got the other one who went and had lunch with him after the fact. Like, told her, like, straight up said, like, this is what he got charged with. Like, showed her the fucking charges. And then she's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. I'm going to go have a drink with him. Yeah, and, and then, the funny thing is, last week when you... <laughs> When you uh, you put you put that back out there, and then I I copied the the picture and dropped it in the replies, and they were like, "It's really weird you have that picture." Like, yeah, no, it's off. really weird that she had lunch with a sex offender and still has the fucking tweet didn't up. Delete it. That's the thing. and I didn't. I don't. I don't have it saved. It was literally put on the timeline like five minutes before I just hit copy and paste and dropped it in the replies. Maybe I don't know why I that was that. hard to understand. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm not, like, I didn't go find that, but I knew it existed and went. Right, exactly. It's, yeah, because we noticed it when it happened, because we're like, look at this shit. Well, because they're all the same kids that, you know, go shit on Mo all the time, for example, and like, oh, Mo yep. is toxic, this person's toxic, and that person's toxic. And it's like, you know, you're fucking sitting here defending, like, real-life scumbags, and you want to talk about how somebody has a different football take than you, and they're a bad person. Fuck yourself. They're also all over the place right now, bragging about bullying. And I mean, listen, I'm not here. I'm not. I'm, I'm not here to. I'm not here to say don't bully people on Twitter. Do whatever the fuck you want. We we do that all the time. When people have a bad opinion, we tell them it's a bad opinion, and if they want to engage with us, sometimes that escalates. That's fine. You know, whatever happens, happens. But these are the same people who tried to make it seem like you and I were these horrible, horrible people because we, uh, not even we, because you asked a question. And because I said, maybe you shouldn't draw attention to your illegal video because you're going to get a DMCA strike. That's that's a, that's all we did. And, exactly what happened was that he, right. he made a big stink with Barstool, went spammed his shit underneath, and then he got a DMCA strike. Like, and he, he lost his, count, his account. You're right. Yeah. And, it's, and he, it's not that he got one DMCA strike. I'm pretty sure you got to get four. So he drew attention to his account, and they went and gave him four strikes in one day. That's exactly what I told him was going to happen. It wasn't me being like an asshole trying to say you suck, anything like that. I just told him like, why the you fuck are you drawing attention him. to your account? Right. You're trying to fucking help him. And he's like, no, man, stop being a hater while I take this highlight video and put some. Well, and to be fair, he didn't say that. He didn't say a word. She did. And she was oh, done drawing man. all the attention yeah. to it. Yeah. Called us a wannabe barstool account and said that, you know, we were cyberbullying. And I was like, we didn't do shit. Didn't. There. There's some interesting. Uh, there's some interesting tweets out there if you search cyberbullying and her uh, her handle. I'll be right he back likes to brag about it. Grab some. Yeah. 
this is what I get for not like intermittently checking the Twitter and then going to dig. That's what I do. <laughs> but yeah. And yeah, that old bullshit when that was going about, it's like the idea of, all right, this is my own original content. That's like, because obviously I play music and everything. That would be like me getting into the lab, taking someone else's tunes, and then maybe re- maybe put, actually not even putting a riff over it because I would have to put someone else's riff over that and call it my original like content. Like you're just taking two different already owned properties and combining them together. And it's not anything new. That's that's the idea of what you just accomplished, kind sir. What the right. fuck are you doing? No disrespect. Right. It's not, it, like, it, that's and it's content that's it. it's unlicensed content from the NFL and ESPN, Fox, CBS. Like, yes. right? You're 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 messing with the companies who are like they don't play around with that. So I, I still don't understand what what the backlash was there. But you know they seem to think that. They have a, they have an idea about me and Drew that's completely wrong. Yeah. About children. It's all good. It happens. Yeah. Um, no. So I mean, just to get back to where we were, like they made it out like Will and I were the bad guys. Just and you weren't. You were literally. You were. You were both literally coming out attempting to help them avoid getting fucked by Fox and CBS and ESPN and everybody. And they didn't take it that way. They got in their feeling. Yeah, and then after the. So fact, it happens when you're a child. Yes. Well, and then you you tweeted the joke video, um, where you took his edit and like Thomas did. did, yeah, oh yeah, yeah Thomas, Thomas, did. Thomas, yeah, and that, Thomas tweeted that, it without his like that um, damn his app on it. and kid fucking lost his mind, and I'm like, this is you know the same shit that these kids do all the time, and then they you know they just want to sit there and say that we're the ones cyberbullying. People right. are fucking nuts. Once again, then that video wasn't. Uh, they took it as one thing. The point of the video was, look, I I took your video. Thomas took your video and changed the, the audio, put a couple different things in it. It's my video now, right? That's how that works. Yeah, I mean that's because that's, that's what, what he does. Told. Yeah, right. That's, that's that was my whole. That was the point. Here's a teaching moment. I've taken your video that you claim you worked so hard on. Maybe you did. I don't know. Whatever. But I'm taking something that exists. I'm changing it, and I'm making it something else. I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm some sort of creator. Yeah, I mean, they're just fucking... That whole group of kids, too, is they get this, like, mob mentality of somebody says wing, and they just take it as absolute fact. Like, you know, so one of them said that I bullied her. You know, that because I said, who besides Dave Portnoy is a scumbag at Barcel, I think, was my exact question. And then that was taken as bullying. And then from there, it's just spiraled into, like, oh, these kids just bully us nonstop. Harassing women. Like, what? Harassing women. I mean, I can honestly tell you that I harass far more men on the internet than I've ever harassed one. I harassed you tonight. Yeah. I mean, uh, fucking I harass you 90%. Right. Which is, you know, kind of how the internet works. And then they got that whole, I don't even know if you call them the kids table that kind of spawns off them. That, um, remember the girl who made fun of Marlon's girlfriend? I, I cannot remember her. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Auntie C. Auntie C. Yeah. Whatever. The, I don't know how to say that fucking name. Whatever. So they got her and then there's that other one, the, the fucking single mother I fucking body bagged both of them they were they 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 strongly disliked me for probably a good reason but you know they're the same thing of they want to run their mouths about what they want to run their mouths about and if you're like with them it's funny so that um that auntie c or no sorry the uh foreign one to love is the one that was bullying. oh god like she fucking like went nuts because we said something about lynn and she went off the rails and fucking started calling her you know like a clan member which i i do but you know regardless like i do it but, like, legitimately went around and was telling people, like, you know, Lindsay's this hardcore racist, like, blah, blah, blah. 
and then the second she became the target or somebody she liked became the target, it was a problem, and we're the bad guys. Well, okay, you want to know when she turned on me? She, she and I used to DM all the time. Yeah, I was in a couple. May of have been DMing the same day this happened. I put a tweet out there when Lamar, when the the Lamar vaccine thing happened, and my whole tweet was, I'm I'm mad about Lamar not being vaccinated, not because I don't want him to get COVID, not because I'm concerned with his health, because I think it's a stupid business decision, and because he's a football player on the team that I like. I'm not friends with Lamar Jackson. I don't know him. If I knew him, I would have a different perspective. My relationship with Lamar Jackson is that I want him to be available to play quarterback for the Ravens every fucking game. If he's not available, that's bad. And if he's not vaccinated, at the time anyway, if he wasn't vaccinated, it was going to put him in a position where he might not be able to play. So I said it's a bad business decision, whatever. That tweet got a lot of traction, and there was a lot of weird shit in the replies. And (laughs) there was some guy... Some guy claimed he was uh, in the military and he had seen people get vaccinated and like their arm fell off. It was like some fucking wild, crazy shit. I and, remember that. Yeah. yeah he, and he, he was like, she was like, was, she was, like he's seen. Back, like shot in the arm and then had to get yeah. the COVID vaccine to get a, um, <laughs> like an, a surgery or something like that. And yeah. yeah but he, no, no. He, he put it like, I seen it happen. I was there. He got the shot. His arm fell off. Like, okay, man, this is not true. It's just not accurate. He deleted all his tweets like 10 minutes later because it got to the point where I I made him look so stupid. But she came in and had this weird perspective on it and went bananas on me. Crazy. Like, what the fuck is – what are you talking about? She's mad because she claimed I was saying like he had to get vaccinated as, as though I was like trying to dictate his like personal choice. I was like, no, it, my entire, the premise of this tweet is that I want him vaccinated so we can play football. That's it. I don't, shit. You guys talk for a second. I got to get my, my thing plugged in. Well, no, it's like the same thing with, you know, me where like I say something and then these people come back and they're like, oh, you know, you, you have to look at this a different way or you're being mean or you're being rude. And it's like, no, I'm just sharing my opinion. And the thing is, is like, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. Like, if I don't agree with you, I'm just going to tell you I don't agree with you. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm not going to like, I feel like it's worse if I pull punches and change my opinion because it's somebody I like versus somebody I don't like. Like, if I see something that I don't like, I'm going to say this is stupid and I don't like it. And if I see something that I like and agree with, I'm going to say I like and agree with it. I'm not going to pick and choose who I say that about or who I say. That. I feel like that's I don't think anybody. Thing. Yeah, I don't think a single person actually disagrees or has a problem with what we're saying ever they only have a problem with the way we say it or who we're saying it because for some reason there's this like weird protected class on twitter where they're like you know again going back to the video editor and his fucking retard fiance like i probably shouldn't say that word naturally edit that part off but cut um, that cut that cut that that his fiance like you know i i make fun of them and they call themselves you know the king and queen of raven's twitter like it's a problem that I make fun of them. But if I made the exact same comment to some random stranger, nobody would care. Uh, hold on. Was... Even, even I'll take it a step further. If you made those same comments about Lindsay, 95% of Raven's Twitter would be like, fuck yeah, fuck her. They all hate her. They get a hundred because... tweets every time mm-hmm. can call her Lindsay OKKK or call her Grand Wizard right. Lindsay. Yeah. Like, it, it takes no effort on my end, and but nobody likes her. So it just gets retweets from the same people who would have a problem if I said it about somebody else who tweeted the exact same thing. Right. Yeah, I think, it, say, like, say Ashley tweeted, took your exact tweet, every one of your tweets, 
if she just copy and pasted them every single day, people would be like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Retweet, like, replying. It would be this great celebration in, in the, the children's Twitter. When you do it, or when I do it, we're assholes. They, they, they're subtweeting us. They have us blocked. They're subtweeting us. They're talking about us. We have four accounts, blah, blah, blah. It makes no the sense. Part is I've had them blocked longer than they've had me blocked because I made the new account. I was like, these kids are going to be looking for me. And they're going to be saying like, oh, look, he got suspended because he did X, Y, and Z. And they were going to turn this into some fucking, you know, huge cyberbullying thing. So I was like, I'm going to take it a step farther. I'm going to block them right away. I was blocked within five minutes by, of making an account. So they're like watching, which is fucking if you think about it. Like nothing I tweet is really that important. Very funny, too. They like reference that I have a, a private account. You both yeah, like follow how- my private account. The only thing that I tweet on my private account are Wordle scores. Yeah, and occasionally you respond to something stupid that Tom says, regardless. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll reply to stuff on there that I that I don't that to people that I know that I don't want on the purple pants one because it, it it's not on brand. That's it. Yeah, and I and use you, and I use my private account for DMs. Yeah, and like your purple pants account, like nobody actually cares that me and Tom are arguing about him, you know, taking a picture like that's really not. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's not Raven's content. Actually, fucking, I'm sure people see those tweets from me and they're like, what What the fuck is this asshole talking about? You know, again, I only cyberbully women, though, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know who we cyberbully the most? Tom. By Robert. Tom. Robert. Oh, Robert. Right. Fucking. I have to, sometimes Robert tweets things that I actually agree with, and I'm like, nope, but it's Robert to this, so I don't agree, so I have to make fun of him for it. <laughs> well, the funny well, thing is, we, we bully Robert, but he retweets us. He retweets our, like, us mocking him. So yeah. we're, everyone should follow Robert's lead and understand that we're joking around. It's when you push back and you act like we're these, like, fucking horrible people, then we really don't like you. So maybe there's, you know, maybe it has teeth at that point, but... At no point am I replying to someone that I've never interacted with before or I don't have any reason to dislike. If it's a, a mean tweet, it's a joke. I mean, I mean that's all I, it is. I welcome mean comments. Like, if it's from somebody yeah. that I don't know, the amount of mean comments that I got on the fucking fake Hollywood story, like, to a point, they were funny. And then I'm like, all right, like, you've now tweeted me nine days in a row the same thing. Like, all right, like, it's cool. Like, I get it. Like, I don't have actual... I think anybody who read my account after the fact knew that. But, you know... Like, in the moment, they're like, oh, fuck you, making up stories for attention. I'm like, hmm, fair. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't do that. So, I mean, I did it for laughs. Not a time, but the same, same My show. favorite was the with that was the uh, the verified accounts that were, like, going oh, yeah. into replies I, and, like, I, screenshotting I, your replies where you're, where you're saying in plain English that it was fake. And they're like, we got him. Like, he, he didn't hide it. It's under the tweet. There was some fucking guy who made, like, an eight-minute YouTube video about it. And I watched it, and he's, like, breaking it down. And he's like... You know, yeah, Hollywood likes to stream and, like, goes through this whole thing about how, like, players have lives outside. And he's like, but here's the gotcha moment. And he, like, again, screenshots, like, a, a thread that I had with a guy where I was like, you know, you got to hold these verified idiots responsible. Like, I'm a dumbass with my face, you know, on Tony Montana snorting a bunch of coke. And they took my story seriously. Like, they're fucking dumb. He's like, see, this is how we know it's fake. I was like, yes, that's, that's literally what I said. You know it's fake because I said it was I had that fucking ESPN producer reach out to me and say, like, do you want to come on the show? And I'm like, are you, like, retarded or do you know? Uh, yeah, Max cut that. He's just can't use it. So, so hold on, hold up. I was behind all this. Someone made a YouTube video just dissecting your tweet? Yep, yep. Talked about how realistic it was for Hollywood to potentially retire. He was talking about the whole thing where he, like, blacked out his Twitter and his Instagram saying that, you know, 
sometimes players do this when they're rebranding. And early on in that, um, people were asking me how I knew, and I said I knew somebody in Hollywood's management team, and I, you know, he blacked everything out because he was going to rebrand to a gaming um, channel. And so he was going to put all his gaming graphics on Instagram and on Twitter, and that's why everything was blacked out. And then so he, like, went through that, and he's like, you know, he is right. Like, players do that all the time when they're rebranding, but he's like, I just can't see him leaving $13 million on the table to go play video games, blah, blah, blah. And, like, whole, like, you know, long breakdown. And then at the end, he, like, has screenshots of me, like, literally conversing with people that I follow, saying, like, yes, this is fake. People are fucking stupid. And he's like, see, I got him. I'm like, no, you, you didn't get me. Like, I got you. Like, I, I think you said and, like, literally said, this is a good troll or something, like, something to that effect. Yeah. Like, it, 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 there was no decoding required. It was very clear. This is the greatest troll I've ever seen. I was like, it's sad that it took this little effort to trick verified accounts into believing this troll. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, was, that's what it was. He's like, I got him. I'm like, no, no, you didn't talk. And then I DM'd him. I was like, delete this. Like, there's still people falling for it. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, that's the same thing with the fake analyst Twitter, too. They do the same shit of, like, they you know, see some story on the internet and then they weigh in on it and they're like, oh, I have sources. It's like, no, you just made a fucking common sense guess based on, you know, facts that are available and you think you're some fucking news break. Which you know, fake like, analysts are we talking about right now? All of them? All of them. I mean, specifically like that Spencer kid does it all the time where he pretends like he's like in the know and he's like, oh, I scouted this kid. I know what the Ravens seen him. I was like, you watched a fucking college football game on a Saturday. You have no idea what you're talking about. Or, um... Our favorite one, the chicken guy, uh, fucking Adam Bmore. It just oh, that, that, that yeah, kid is insufferable. But yeah. you know, again, does the same thing of like, so they invite him to camp, and he's like, "I have to have this hot take of like Chris, Chris Westry's the third best corner on the team," and then gets sad when Chris Westry sucks. It's like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, there's a reason why you write for Russell Street Report and not for like a legitimate website or not, you know, work for a legitimate team, and it's because you're a dumbass. Like, the reason why it works when I say something is I know I'm a dumbass. Like, I know I'm just some fucking drunk idiot watching a game. Like, I don't think, you know, I, I, I don't think I should be in a front office somewhere. And I don't, like, hold myself to that high opinion, whereas, like, the fake analyst Twitter is like, oh, yeah, my opinion is gold and I'm special. You're not. You're really Do you not. think that when he tweeted that, the Westry tweet, he hit the wrong number? No, I, I think that he saw Chris, Chris Westry was, you know, 6'5 and ran fast and saw him doing, like, fucking sprints and warm-ups. It's like... This is the guy. Because, again, it goes back to the Sauce Gardner thing and the, the, just the combine in general of you see somebody who's big and runs fast and just assume that they're going to be good at their position. And it That's just, to me, good. like, at that, at that moment, at that point in time, all of our cornerbacks were healthy, all of them. Yeah. So he's saying Chris Westry on August 16th, 2021, was better than Tavon Austin, Jimmy Smith, we still and Sean Wade. Uh, Anthony Averett, Sean Wade, Everett. Brandon Stevens. I mean – if uh, if he wanted to say Chris Westry is the fifth best cornerback on the team, that still maybe would have been a stretch. But I would uh, okay, fine. That's like that's a hot take. But he can defend that. The right. third I best cornerback on that team, no fucking chance. Maybe attributing this to the wrong person, but I think Chib said when we signed Chris Westry as an undrafted free agent, he said that like this kid's big, tall, and fast, and if somebody could coach him up, he might be something special. Where I'm like, okay, that is a. Uh, mild lukewarm take but you're also not setting yourself up to be made fun right. of if that goes wrong because you're not i think chib still has that same opinion too because he said yeah. we because we didn't tender him he's a free agent and he he said he believes that the team wants to have westry back i mean i don't have any problem with chris westry as a depth cornerback but to go in you go to camp you stand there and you say that he's better than 
guys who we know are better than him, veteran cornerbacks who are better than him, who are, you know, Jimmy Smith's at the end of his career. Maybe, maybe it's even done. He's still better than Chris Westry. hundred yeah. percent. Like you can't even, and, and you're watching practice too. It's not like he's watching them in a game. You right. Know, practice in a game. Uh, to quote AI, you know, we're talking about practice, not a game. Practice, you know, like it, it's practice. Like, you know, you can't take practice that seriously. Uh, if you've got a, you know, undrafted free agent, of course he's going to show up and fucking try his ass off every time because he's trying to make a roster. Whereas, you know, Jimmy Smith is a, what was it, a 12 year veteran at this point? Is he going to show up practice day one and yeah. fucking bust his ass? Probably yep. not. He got drafted in 2011, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, it was 2010 or 2011. It, 2011. It was, yeah, so he's played 12 years at this point. Like, he's not going to show up to day one of training camp thinking his job's on. Right. You know, and it's not. I mean, he's Jimmy Smith. Like, you know, the Ravens know who he is. They're not going to take one bad practice and be like, nah, fuck this guy, he's out. Right. And I don't think Jimmy Smith's playing in training camp at 100% speed ever anyway. I mean, I don't think... 12-year vets start. don't do that. I, I right. can't imagine that anybody showing up day one of training camp and going balls to the wall. Uh, uh, I can he, he, I can think of one person. Oh, Jugs boy. Oh God, fuck that guy. Oh yeah, fuck James Proche. <laughs> that's why he gets all. That's why he gets all the run in preseason because he's going 100 percent all the time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, fucking let me post a video of me running up. He's he's posted more pictures of him running up a hill than he has caught balls in the NFL. It's like and that, <laughs> the the video that sticks in my brain. It was this uh, preseason, and it was uh, like 5 a.m. and he was standing like four inches away from the Jugs machine. Yeah. Catching balls. And all right, I watched that and I was like, that looks difficult, but I don't really see what this means. Like, literally any person could go, could buy a jugs machine and spend time and do that eventually. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean you're going to, you're a good NFL receiver. I mean, it means that you can, you, you have strong forearms and strong hands that you can get a ball at 100 miles an hour that close and hold on. To and we knew that when he got drafted. Didn't he have, he had like no drops. I mean, like, yeah. so he doesn't drop the ball. We get, we know Again, that. Playing against, you know, fucking grocery baggers of the United States of America, you know, that union, you know, any, right. um, any fucking grocery store worker. But like, you know, good for him. Like, he can catch the ball, but these people sitting here crying, like, oh, Proche doesn't get enough snaps, blah, blah. blah. It's like, because he's not good. Like it's it's that. There's more good. than just good hands, right? There's a lot more to it than just good hands. I mean, are we gonna we talk? Could... Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna address the the big one? Lindsay, nah, I'm I'm down. Yeah, I'm fucking body do it. Any day. Do it. I mean, this has been like two years of harassment. Of uh, this started off with like I don't even remember what got her on our trail to begin with. Like us personally. I mean, I know why she has issues with me, and it was because I sent out a dumb tweet and like. 2016 without knowing who she was really and what her background was um with the whole thing with her brother and like I, I made a very stupid and poor joke that you know if i had known the situation i wouldn't have made so since then she's had issues with me it's been a very long time that she didn't like me i don't know what got her on our radar though i, I don't the, i mean she, yeah horrible she jokes. she and i had like a friendly relationship for a long time and then she 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 switched when I guess people associated with the website. People, yeah, I, I don't even know who. I don't even know who. Honestly, I really don't. I know one tweet in particular from the sex offender. Uh, I don't even know that she ever saw it. it I don't, she never referenced it, and she at times I think was referencing him as the only one of the group who like was respectful, which is a hilarious yeah. fucking uh, terrible take. Considering he's the one with the worst possible tweet out there, it's still out there. You can't search it now because he's private. But, I, you know, it's there. But she got mad at me because she was saying I should 
stop people. And at that time, not only it wasn't my website, Chibs was still in control of the website. I had, you know, I, I didn't even have admin control of what went up. I certainly didn't have control of what people tweeted. And she was telling me I needed to stop it. I tweeted several times, if you guys remember, long ass threads telling people to stop harassing her from my account. Because I think I started tweeting from the Neutral Zone Infraction account in like mid or late November 2020. That sounds so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she, you know, she was getting upset and we would have conversations about it. It wasn't like she was coming at me and you know, she was blocking me or accusing me of anything, except that she was saying, you need to stop these people from tweeting. I'm like, what? I don't know how you want me to stop someone from tweeting. So it started off at first of, um, you know, there were, it was while we were still on Twitter. We hadn't even moved to Slack at this point of there were, you know, people would send her tweets and say like, look at this horrendous tape. And then like three of us would respond or like, you know, I'm just going to throw a name. I, I, I'm sure Robert did it, but you know, like Robert would like quote tweeter and say, holy fuck, what a terrible take. And then like, I yeah, yeah. tweet and, and then she'd come crying to you and say like, oh my God, like your whole website's bullying me. It's like, like two people, like calm down a and B like we do this to everybody. Like it's not just you. And I know she fucking, you know, threw a hissy fit over. Um, I wrote that story about Matt Lombardo and some fucking horrendous oh, right. article. And she took that personally. She's friends with him apparently, but took it as like me calling her a fake analyst. I was like, his name is in the fucking title of the article. Like it had nothing to do with you. You didn't exist. Like I, I fucking, I took his article and I literally put it piece by piece in there and like went down and was making fun of him. And then she comes to you. She's like, Oh my God, Drew is, you know, harassing. And then that's where I was just like, all right, like there's nothing I can do here. I know for a while we tried to just like not interact with anything. She said like nobody talked about her. I'm pretty sure there was like a two or three month period where there was nothing. It was like basically from, I remember it vividly, actually. I think it was the Super Bowl. The day of the Super Bowl, she and I had like a huge blowout in the DMs. And I, that was when I had like a long tweet thread of like, everybody leave Lindsay alone, blah, blah, blah. And intention, very intentionally, I didn't tweet about her or at her for yeah. several months. And then, I don't somebody, know, maybe it was like April or so, something happened. I, I don't remember exactly what happened. That, that, to her website allegedly that said like fuck you oh right um, yep um i don't remember why i think it called us still called us nzi which is not what we were going by so it was yep. like very yeah nice yeah yeah and for, for the records this is this is going to be uh this is going to be out on the internet when chibs came to me i can't remember the exact date it was after the super bowl but it was not long after he asked if i wanted to take over the website so i was like sure i'll take it over so the first thing i did literally i think minutes after he he and Max can corroborate this because he it was me, him, and Max on a text message. I went in to the Slack and said, "Everybody from this point forward, do not refer to the website as NZI. Don't refer to the website, the the Twitter, nothing." And it wasn't because of that or whatever ended up happening. I mean, like I never envisioned, you know, that would it would somehow come back and actually be kind of like a, a it would it would be like an alibi. But it was because to me. There's one letter missing from NZI that makes it into a really bad connotation. Not even well, a connotation. It's just a really horrible word. I yes, think she was considering um, keeping the NZI name and doing a podcast. I remember that being like a discussion. So I think that we changed it to give him that name if he wanted it. Right. Well, and on my end, it was just like from a branding perspective. If yeah. for some reason, if, so, if we wanted to really like push it, it that's just 
yeah, it's tough. Like if you wanted to try and get like sponsors and stuff to me, like you, you limit who's going to be willing to, to work with you. So that was my whole thing. That's why we switched to end zone from, yep. from NZI. So I said, yeah. from this point forward, when you tweet everybody in your bios, take out NZI, uh, just no reference to NZI. Those three letters in a row is a bad look to me. So then somebody sent her an email that said, like on behalf of NZI Properties, which is like NZI Properties is that was the old Twitter right, yeah, right. and it's like in the beginning of the website we had I think we had fifty fucking people, yeah. right? Fifty people yeah, writing because we had somebody covering every team. It was like it was so crazy how many fucking people were involved. Yeah. So Fantasy we had so many people, know. and people and people would drop out. People would leave because <laughs> because they got their feelings hurt in the DM group. People would leave because uh, we kicked them out, whatever the case may be. So that was after the fact where I had like, again, like not only did I do the, the sort of like the, the rebranding, I also kicked a bunch of people out just straight out. I was like, we're removing these people. I'm not even going to tell them why just kick them out. They, they serve no purpose here. Um, you know, nothing against those people. It's just like for what we were doing, I had no interest in having to manage that many people because like, you know, I just dealt with Lindsay accusing me of like uh, allowing shit to happen. How do you, how do you like keep track of that many people? I don't even know who these people are. I don't know. You know what I mean? I remember actually the first day, the first day people started, we started posting blogs on NutriZoneInfraction.com. Chibs is like, everybody retweet everybody else. And somebody, I don't know who it was. He wasn't on the site long, but his uh, Twitter profile picture was him doing the like, this thing yeah yep you know and i was like i'm yeah. not retweeting that guy you tell him to change his picture and i'll retweet him but if he has that i'm not doing it because at the time that was like i don't you know i don't think now it was like a, it's like a military thing where right and it's isn't it like uh, it's like a white white power or something like that yeah, people call that white power but it's you you put the circle below the waist and somebody looks you punch him no no i know that but i'm saying the way he had it right but the connotation at the time was it was a white power thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I'm not retweeting that. So um, it was just like so many, like there's, it's just like loose ends everywhere. So for me, it was like the first order of business was like cleaning up all that. So you had to get rid of palace, you know, fucking creep. And that's a whole other right. story. There was a lot of cleaning up that had to be done. But so when that email got sent to her, I mean, obviously I have no idea who sent that fucking email. He, I put I I'm pretty sure it was Easter weekend. I think it was the Saturday before Easter. And I get this fucking DM and she is up my asshole about this fucking, about this goddamn email. She sends me a screenshot of it. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck would send you that. I can tell you right now, not one person on my 12 person roster sent you that because we all agreed not to reference the website as NZI. And I don't think anybody's ever referenced it as NZI property. So I don't even think it was anybody who ever wrote for it unless it was someone from the early days. Maybe it was that John Ankeny guy who's a fucking weirdo. He, and he, he's somebody who would do that. That yeah, guy. I don't remember that, that being a to, link to cosmetics on yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, when that whole thing happened, it, then from that point forward, it was like it, it took a whole different tone with her and me. And I still don't understand why she blames me. And she's so like aggressively like uh, he harasses me. Like I I have never fucking harassed him ever. She spoke to me one time. Um, and this was like a year and a half after the, of like, you know, telling me, she's like, well, why do you have a problem with me? And I was like, well, I mean, you tweet 
racist things like you have the the old racist tweets get um you know exposed and that was long before we ever had any issues with her and i was like and then you are critical of lamar and everything that he does like i'm gonna draw the conclusion and you know you have a man crusher you know crush on every white quarterback like i'm gonna i'm gonna draw conclusions from that like that's just that's it is what it is like you put these dots out in the public and i connect them and if you don't like the conclusion that i come to like I'm sorry, but that's the publicly available information. Like you've done that to yourself. That's not my fault. That's, yeah, that's not harassment. I mean, and and I will say this: to for the most part, it is a joke. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. and I mean, and not to her. It's not funny to her, and that's what she's always said to me. She's like, "It's not funny to me." I'm like, you know what? Humor is subjective. I'm sorry you don't appreciate the joke, but it doesn't mean that you're being harassed just because you don't appreciate the joke. It it and it's it's a joke about things that you have done no one's making anything up it's it's cheap and it's me again maybe drawing fake conclusions maybe drawing real conclusions i mean the way she gets defensive makes me think that there's maybe more to it than that you mean that you know she really feels that a certain way about lamar and it might be based on his skin tone i have no idea but i mean you know the the fact i don't even assume that honestly i don't assume it i just think she's super defensive she's a super defensive person and i think she would do herself so many favors she can't now, you know, the toothpaste out of the tube. But if she had just been after her notes app apology, which I think she fucked up, but at the same time, that's a long time ago. But she, if she had just kind of leaned in and been like, haha, yeah, whatever, I fucked up in the past, I think it would like getting into these long, like, reply battles with people. I don't know. She can do whatever she wants. She there are people who harass sick. her, and we're not, we are, we are not among them. Like, the, the issue is, too, is that she never went to the source. So, like, if she had an issue with my tweet, she would take a screenshot of it. And I had her blocked for a long time, so she never should have been able to see it to begin with. But, you know, whatever. And then she'd send it to you, she'd send it to Chibs, and she'd send it to Max. And then she'd be like, well, why is he tweeting this? Why are you allowing him to tweet that? And I'm like, well, what do you want? Will to drive to my fucking house, you know, seven hours away and break all of my, like, electronic devices? Like, is that what you're looking for? <laughs> like, is that is that really your end game here? Because it's not going to work, but like, you know, I mean, it's not even realistic to expect you to, you, you, you're going to text, you know, text me and be like, Hey, can you d- delete your Twitter account? Cause it's, it's hurting. No. Right. Yeah. But yeah. And, and then eventually there is no website now. So yeah, goes, her, her way. idea that someone, anyone should, should stop someone else from tweeting something is fucking crazy. It is like you and I tweet, we, we interact a lot, but like, we're friends. We're not like coworkers. This is this is not a web like you know. Like, this is not like some part of some like professional uh, you know strategy or something. I don't. Do I don't understand what professional strategy. Like I mean, you know, you look at any online company, like you know, like a Barstool, for example. I mean, they're tweeting each other. They're shit talking each other all the time. I mean, fucking Dave is on Twitter shitting on Rico Bosco. You know, twenty four hours a day. Like that's right. just kind of what people do. And it's not like a, if you're in the content game. Like, and you're putting content on the internet to consume, like, you're doing it to get a reaction. And the reaction is not always going to be positive. And people are not right. always going to be nice, just not, you know. And my other issue with her, too, is I feel like, you know, she'll put a dumb tweet out there and some asshole with an egg account and, you know, it's their first name and 93 letters of their Twitter handle and they got the default Abby says, like, fuck you, you suck. Like, she turns around and says that it's one of us. We're like the fucking boogeyman. And it's right. She, she, she doesn't, she conflates a lot. She'll anybody like, I don't know that she's ever straight out accused anybody that's associated with us about the brother stuff, because I, 
I know I would never go near that. I don't think that's funny. I think, you know, like you said, you, you went that direction seven years ago without by accident. Yeah. I know from what I know of you, you're not that you would never target that. That's, I mean, that's, that's off limits stuff. It's way easier things to make fun of her about like that. That's, that's like, uh, you know, that, that's not even funny to be honest. Like, no, right. Uh, you don't make fun of someone cause their brother died. That's crazy. That's fucking insane. You know, you say brother dying. If you want to like start a fist fight with them in person, but I have no interest in fighting her in person. She's a woman no, and right. she's like, eight states away from me. Like, there's nothing to gain from that. Right. Exactly. So yeah, no, I don't understand this idea that, that she puts out there that you and I, and it's very clearly you and I, we harass her. We blah, blah, blah. We're obsessed by the way. And this is not uh, subjective just to her either. This is the, the other people too. They like to say, I have them blocked. We have them blocked. Yeah. I mean, it's so they go out there and they're like, Oh, we have these people blocked. They're, they're stalking us. The only reason they know what we're saying is because they're stalking us. So like, you know, it's, it's a wash, everybody. There's no stalking going on. I know that they're tweeting about me. They know that I'm tweeting about them. It's fair game. Well, you know what? Maybe they should all listen to this. Let's all unblock each other and we can all fucking go at it. I mean, I've offered open, that. Open invitation. That open invitation. All of them. Oh, my, my mentions, DMs, everything's open. Do you want to speak to me? Feel free. Like, I, I don't care. I don't, is, and not even DMs. You want to do it publicly? Let's... Let's let's insult each other in front of everybody. That's fine with yeah. me. Oh, I would but this idea that you're saying that we're stalking because like you have us blocked. I've had them blocked just as long as they've had me blocked. All of them. I've actually yeah. blocked Lindsay before she blocked me because I remember she. You know what? I'm not even going to say this one because then I'm going to air somebody out. Erase that one from your memory. Nope. Yeah. Not going to do were, that one. There were. <laughs> just know that I know. Just know that I know she noticed that I blocked her first, and she said it was ridiculous that I blocked her. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, there were, there are plenty of times where she has commented that I have her blocked. And then why do you know what I said? Like, right. Right. And you know, I've heard, Oh, people send it to me. I'm like, no, like that's just at the frequency and the speed that you respond to things. Like there's no chance of screenshotting my tweet. Well, a mutual friend of ours the other day, there was a, uh, there was a thread the other night. There was a thread the other night we were all involved with. Jake, you weren't in there, I don't think. You Maybe you saw it. I don't know if you saw it or not. But we were tweeting about her, and it was all in fun. I will say that, that there were no shots being taken that were, uh, you know, over the line. And it was not started by us either. Someone else opened, opened that line of conversation. Yeah. And uh, that person pointed out, how do you see what they're saying so quickly? Because there's no way that someone is taking a screenshot every time a fucking tweet goes out in a thread where there's a tweet coming in every 15 seconds. I mean, it was literally like a conversation that was happening, like this conversation right now. People were tweeting that quickly. So there's no way you're seeing all those tweets from people that you have blocked that have you blocked, not monitoring what they're saying. That's all I'm going to say. So, you know, and I'm not saying that's even weird because like if you know someone's tweeting about you, you kind of want to see what the tweets are. Yeah. yeah, she she tagged like she's more than welcome to go look at him. Like I, I said, then to you know rile her up and be a dick. Like I'm not gonna right. like sit here, you know, to joke. But again, like she was involved in the conversation. It wasn't like some like backroom conversation. Like he's tagging. No. She wants to go find right. her. Feel free. But at the yeah. same, this time, wasn't like, a DM conversation. This is yeah. Twitter. Is it a, a Twitter thread from accounts that are not private? So I mean, nobody can be this stupid to know that to not know that if you want to see tweets. From an account that 
are blocked that, that you're blocked from seeing or that you have blocked or whatever, it's very easy to see just by using a browser. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. Everybody knows that. So it's, but it's, it is really ridiculous to accuse someone of stalking you when you're, when you're also blocked from seeing their tweets and you're talking about the tweets. And the so, amount of times you know. that I see Albright on my timeline getting dragged and I'm like, he has me blocked because I call him a war criminal chance that I get like tortures of war. But like right. the amount of times that I've That's, yeah. out, and I go search the person who tweeted it so that I could see what they were responding to. Is this a good time for me to post the mother Jones story or not? I go from there whether or not I'm going to make fun of them. But like, again, it's, it's common sense that if you see your name mentioned by somebody who has you blocked, just log out and look. It's not a big deal. Everybody does it. You can't sit there and say that, oh, they're stalking and harassing me the exact same. You don't even have to log out. Just use the incognito. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Was, and, If you're uh, talking about me, it's not weird for me to go look at it. No, exactly. You're talking about me. I'm allowed to fucking consume that. You know, like once you're, once you're, you, you're talking about me, then, you know, whether I'm blocked or not, it's not unusual that I would, you know, go look at it. I want to know what I'm you're saying. Saying something. You don't want public. me to know, then say it in private. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I'm I'm putting it out publicly to be. It's not like I'm doing a like private account or a direct message it's out in public for people to. So obviously everybody's going to read it. I'm not uh, tweeting it with the idea that it's not going to be seen by the intended target. I just right. think it's funny how quickly it gets back to you. Right. Yeah. When they accused me the other day of tweeting about them from my private account, I put up a screen record scrolling back five days of my tweets. There were zero tweets about anybody. None. Was there was something suspect on that, and I forget what it was. I was going to call you out on. Oh yeah, you had Euphoria oh, as one of your, um, you know, tags that I should follow if I follow your. You watch a show about fourteen or being sexually oh, active. Never take the time to watch that show. I never yeah, did. Yeah, whenever, 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 whenever I will say this, that. Drew. You, when your son gets older, you should watch that show. Yeah. No. No, I, I can't do it. I, I tried. It's just it's weird. Like it's it's high school. You know? Also. Like, I tweeted about Euphoria from the Wear Purple Pants Wear Purple Pants account. I didn't tweet about it from from my want, my personal. I wonder if it knows that you're like linked, that you're you know logged in from the same IP. That shows well, I'm sure. Account. No, it's just my IP address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I was gonna make fun of you for that, and I was like, yes. Yeah, when everyone was getting hyped for that show every Sunday, I was always waiting for after because I watched the Righteous Gemstones. I watched the. Oh yeah, like a, I, yeah. There was a clip that came out of like the big death, thing, and it was literally the stupidest thing I've ever watched in my entire life. And I was like, "All right, this confirmed that I will hate." That actually, if we're going to talk about the show, that was the like the low point of the entire series. I mean, that, that like was not in line with the rest of it. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I mean, really, the fuck, you have like a ten-year-old with a fucking face tattoo shooting a SWAT officer. He's sad. You know, don't shoot cops, and they're probably not going to good way to live life if you don't like lay on the floor and fake dead a shotgun, pop one. You know an awful lot about the show. I watched that one clip, and then I watched I watched the first um, maybe two or three episodes because I, I know who Zendaya is because um, she was in one of the Spider-Man movies before that, and so I thought it was about college kids. Because I'm like, all right, like whatever, college drugs. Like, I mean, these these are all like 25, 30 year old people. It's just weird. Clear. It's just, it's just weird for me to watch it. It's just like uh, I, I don't know. Like I just I could never get into. It. And you know, like I, I love HBO shows, and it's like, it always shows up in my you know you should watch this. It's actually like a horror. Uh, series to me because it's like if this is what high school kids are like now I'm fucking terrified yeah I mean Shit. I can tell you like from dog. personal experience I don't think I saw anything harder than cocaine and like I you know I heard of heroin like that I don't think I ever saw that until college and now they got you know heroin addicts and pill addicts and show as like 14 year olds in it An idiot dog come here <laughs> I gotta get one of those come on I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a Rottweiler to uh, defend my home threatened 
that's the go-to of some of our uh, our you know, victim alleged that yeah. uh, you know, threaten them and show up. At this gigantic fucking brontosaurus. Yeah, yeah. Big fella. Hey, so he can protect you when, uh, you know, somebody inevitably shows up at home over to <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest fucking accusa- accusation that's been made. I was like, yeah, I'm going to try. Oh, the, the fucking, the Black Air Force. That was fucking. Oh, bad. God. It was I, I, the fact that I had to explain that, like, legitimately to people. I was like, are you, like, do you guys live under a rock? Like, and I was like, I Googled Black Air Force with gun. And you could tell by looking at the picture. It was taken in, like, 2006. I mean, do I strike you as the kind of person that sleeps in a twin-sized bed with fucking flannel sheets? <laughs> with like, flannel sheets. <laughs> like, come on. Like, Jesus. I mean... You're a big guy. Big big yeah. guys don't sleep on flannel sheets. That doesn't... that That's not a match. It's fucking disgusting. I would sweat my dick off every night. <laughs> like, I just couldn't, you know... Yeah, that, that was the most bizarre one of that. So I'm like, I'm like, there's no way people actually think this is real, right? Because people were tweeting me like it was real, but they were kids that, like, I follow. So they like, knew I was joking. So they were like, oh, my God, don't do it, Drew, you know, like fucking around. And then some verified reporter like quotes me with like, this is Greg Roman hate gone too far. And then all of a sudden, Lindsay's like, oh, somebody who's been threatening and harassing me for months now owns a gun. My God, I was like, I really have to explain this to you. And that hers, hers is the one that caught that. That might be her most popular tweet of all time. Yeah, you know, saying that, like, I threaten and harass her and I own a gun. I'm like, yeah, no, that's uh, the tone of that tweet was. That you, like, that was your, like, outfit to come and murder her. It was fucking yeah. crazy. I clearly It had said nothing to do, it, not even, like, it wasn't even a vague suggestion that had anything to do with her. And it was very clear it was a joke. It was very clear that the picture was not taken by you. It was, it was like, this is insane. But the amount of people who, who were like, my oh, my four, God, he's coming for you. Or, like, it was like, what the fuck? My four tweets before that were saying, I hope somebody throws a smoke grenade into the booth where Greg Roman is. I photoshopped Greg Roman at the January 6th riots. And then I said something about, like, it would be a real shame if the electricity went out at the stadium and they had to manually call plays so Greg Roman couldn't get him in from the booth. And then I tweeted that I'm going to go pay him a visit when he gets home with that picture. Yep. One, and and the the funniest part about you saying, like, I'm going to pay him a visit when he gets home, you don't live in fucking Baltimore. I live nowhere near Baltimore. I'm going to drive eight hours to Owen Mills to go visit Greg Roman. <laughs> Jesus. And, it, and that's not a secret that you don't live in Baltimore. So I, I, It's pretty clear from looking at my profile. I have, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams that I like that are in one specific, and yep. I like the Raiders. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I've just, I've never understood that whole thing. There are people to this day who are still like, oh, you don't live in Baltimore? I'm like, I fucking live in Baltimore. That's, I mean, I knew that from the first, second night interacted with you. It's crazy. So, yeah, anyway. So if Lindsay happens to listen to this, He's hanging on. Fucking relax, night. dude. Jesus Christ. No, don't relax. Keep it going, but it's not going to end well. You're just going to get sad every night and chug your bottles of Arbor Mist and cry yourself to sleep in front of your insane picture. There you go. But yeah, fucking. I think I've interacted with her once. I assume you were blocked. Over. Yeah. Oh, no, I got blocked. Like, I don't know when, but I've re- I think her and I had a conversation once and entirely about football. Polite disagreement. That's it. But she has people <laughs> blocked that follow me, like real life friends yeah. of mine that I've tweeted who are like, Who the fuck is this person? Why am I blocked? I'm like, Well, it's because I follow you and I interact. Well, fuck it. I couldn't care I couldn't care less regardless, because I mean, as y'all know, I tweet very little. You'll catch likes. Maybe you'll catch a week a retweet or something. That's I'm about it, really. When I yeah, when I see a Jake like, I'm like, Oh, Jake's on the internet today. Yeah, Jake's pretty wild. much. That's it's like, oh, I got a break from work. What am I fucking looking at right now? Oh, this. All right, cool. Jake didn't stick his fingers in any live sockets. Thank God. That's right. 
Yeah, <laughs> fucking electricity, man. That that hurts. Fortunately, I haven't been shocked in a while, so that's cool. The last time I got shocked, I discovered there were two power sources in one outlet box, and that was fun. Probably not. Being shocked it, doesn't seem like fun. Oh, it was literally exciting, and not in a good way. <laughs> no, not, not, not in a good way. But um, I mean, it's like if they're if there's something plugged in and being operated and you get shocked, that'll hurt. If there's nothing plugged in and you get shocked, depending on the voltage, it's like getting an unwanted cup of coffee. Just don't play with your dryer receptacle. That'll hurt. So but, don't take a fork and stick it in the live outlet. No, because then you're just trying to be fucking um, Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks trying to get back into the red room. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like a good idea. I wasn't planning on it, but I'm glad that you could nope. confirm as a professional. I shouldn't I'm, do that. See, that's I mean, analysis. That's, that's real analysis coming from a professional, not some you know, right. fake Twitter. Post. When I was a kid, I, I stuck a screwdriver into my ceiling fan, like uh, where the little chain sticks oh, out. Yeah. It literally blasted me off. I was standing in my bed. It yeah. blasted me against the wall. Like it was fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Getting yeah. getting electrocuted is, is wild. Well, that and I mean, the way they used to run wiring was fucked up. Like um, nowadays in a new house, you could realistically not have to turn off your circuit breaker and put in a light or a ceiling fan because there's one set of wires coming up and it doesn't get turned on unless you turn on the light switch and if someone turns on the light switch while you're working on it you call them a fucking asshole and say stop doing that and then you tape it tape it off back in the day they used to run power to your light and then back to your switch and then back to your light so no matter what unless you went downstairs to turn off the breaker you're going to get hit by a wire that wasn't supposed to be live so that's just and oftentimes they didn't like to use grounds. So if something's not grounded and something touches something else that's not supposed to touch, you will get hit. You will get hurt. You could die. And there will be black marks on your ceiling. That, that, that's, that's just that's what happens. That's day, that's day one of electrician school right yeah. there. Yes. I should have you come over to my house because an electrician used to live here. And yeah. he like rewired the whole place. The shit that he has going on downstairs, I just turn everything off if I need to, like, like I had to lower my fan. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know what this is plugged into. Uh, I'm going to die if I touch it. So I just turned all the electricity off to the house. I'm like, this is, because I'm sure all of it. shit you know, going into, like, fan that would just fucking put me on my ass. and like He just took the whole the thing on the side of the, the breaker box, like, nope, I'm turning it all off. I'm just going <laughs> fucking flashlight. <laughs> Looking, I had it, and it was, like, living room, blah, blah, and I'm like, I could turn this off, but I was like, but the chances that it's wired, there are like um, outlets in my bedroom that, you know, like switches, like full switchboards that I, I can't tell what they operate. Like I flick them on and off, nothing turns on and off. I'm like, you know, that's that's probably like connected to something downstairs that I'm not Good. seeing turn on and off from upstairs. And like Good. I try to unscrew this fan and I'm just going to fucking blow up. So I'm like, I'm just going to turn everything off. Your neighbor's be- like bedroom uh, light goes on and off when you switch yeah, that Garage doors opening and closing, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Could be an abandoned circuit. Could be a plug because they like to do that back in the day, where you would run power to your light switch, you run a switch leg off of that into a plug to where you can use that for a lamp. Like I have that in my apartment and all that because I decided not to put a light fixture in my room, but yeah, it's fine. Plug in the lamp, turn on the light switch, boom, you got light in there. But yeah, unless you have some funky shit going on, because you have some funky shit going on in your room in your house. Good chance that there's some stuff in. So. I was gonna say because like if there's some fucked up wiring, I would question whether that dude is an electrician or if he was a fucking handyman. Because handymen are the fucking worst, and I can go on a long tirade about those assholes. Why? Because 
the somebody will call. I'm not going to use any names on account of not being a fucking racist, unlike my boss. I mean, I'll just no disrespect to the man. He's a funny ass dude, but I'm not going to use. Otherwise, say someone calls Billy Bob to your house, like, "Hey, Billy Bob, my outlet's not working. Can you fix that?" All right, sure, no problem. Give me a pack. Give me a fucking twelve pack of nat. What's it? What the fuck is it? Pabst. Give me a twelve pack of Pabst. We'll call it good. Maybe fifty bucks. I'll go do some shit. He'll fuck up your wiring and then cause a much bigger issue downstream to where all your wires are burned up to the very back of the box, and then you gotta call me to come fix it. And I'm sitting there like, why the fuck didn't you call me in the first place? Sure, I'm a little pricier, but then you're not having to deal with this shit or aluminum wiring, because that. This is why I don't like to go do work in the hood, because oftentimes the wiring is especially fucked up in the hood. <coughs> so much. Yeah, it's just like, aluminum wiring, man. That shit, like, it doesn't immediately trip your breaker. It just burns, melts your wire nuts, and then all of a sudden, when I'm trying to fix some shit, I would have to tear open your sheetrock in the wall just to get some, get some fucking rinky-dink shit until I actually fix it. So it's like, Thank God they don't use aluminum wire for that anymore. Your ovens they still do, but that's fine. That's that's just goes from your breaker box to your oven. That's it. There's nothing in between that can be fucked up in that. But yeah, I mean, still. if this guy could fuck it up, he might have. My studs yeah. are not like 18 inches apart like they're supposed to. They're like ten and a half. So I've discovered yeah. a lot of fun. It'd be like that. But anywho, it's good shooting the shit with y'all, and that'll do for this, ep- this elongated episode of the Zone 32 podcast. We will be back at some other point to discuss the draft, further moves, and everything in between, and maybe more electricity. Maybe I'll be alive, but who knows? In the meanwhile, I'm going to make a noise. Grant Durflinger, Jake Miller, The Infamous Drew. Zone, Zone 32.